Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling Davis. You were listening to my podcast. Oh, my darling Davis. Hello and welcome to Oh, My Darlin'. I'm your host, Darlin' Davis. I'm so excited that you're here listening to this podcast. Click to see more about what <laughs> what the heck this podcast is about. And I was actually pondering that question myself. I was wondering, why start a podcast? Why now? What would make my podcast unique? Why choose me. In thinking about what makes me different and unique, I thought about some hobbies and things I'm really interested in. Sports, entertainment, music, movies, politics, pageants, Disney, makeup. There's just so many things. But the more I thought about what makes me, quote, unique, I thought nothing makes me any different than people that are listening right now. And I thought, that's my reason. That is the reason I want to have this podcast is I want to create something utilizing my degree, mass communications. I want to create something that people can truly relate to. And I think that's the major theme that's going to run throughout this podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and debunk the origins of my name. My grandmother actually grew up in Texas. She was the oldest of 10 living children. And she had a friend, and the story goes that she had a friend who was either named straight up Darlene or she was named Darlene and changed the the E, the two E's in Darlene to a Y and then named, gave that name to my mom as a middle name. And then my mom gave me that name as a first name. The reason I say it's either Darlene or Darlene is because my grandmother um, developed Alzheimer's later on in life, and she kind of got those stories mixed up. So it's kind of hard because my mom says she had a friend named Darlene. I say that she told me she had a friend named Darlene. But long story short, it doesn't matter. She named my mom with a middle name of Darlene, and my mom gave me that name. So it is my my name, and <laughs> growing up in the South, it truly was just an adorable, unique name. I can still remember that I had a theater teacher who would call students Darlin, you know, darlings, and she had to get it out of her vocabulary because every time she said it, I would look up. I mean, I would literally think somebody was talking to me. When I was five years old, I can still remember um, people said it so much that this one lady at Walmart told my dad, oh, you're a little girl. She's just so darling. And I tugged on my dad's shirt and I said, daddy, why does everybody know my name? Because that was my name. Everybody doesn't even realize sometimes when people call me darling, that's, that's literally my name. So I've loved it. I loved it all my life. I just still can't believe my mom gave me such a great name. The only really main thing I could live without is people not being able to pronounce my name. I mean, it's literally Darlin. You would not believe how many people have called me Daryl. Daryline, Daryline. I'm like, you're so close. Darlene. And my mom, even growing up, she would say, <laughs> you know, I don't care what people say. If you call me Darlene, that's perfectly fine. That's pretty much my name. But she'd be like, no, it's Darlene. And I'm like, if you wanted people to say it like that, you should have put a little hyphen in the middle so people knew how to pronounce it when they read it. Because I get Daryl's and Darlene more than I ever get Darlene. If I could make a dollar, off of every song that had the, the word darling in it, I'd be a millionaire because my name is a saying. And that's why 
if anything about me, my name is extremely unique. Because it's, oh my darling. You know, it's darling. It's just something that here in the South, we say a lot. All right, enough of this darling talk. I think what's important is to know what you're going to get out of my podcast. To me, again, I've stated it in the beginning of this rant, this long, long rant, is that in my mind, or really in my heart, I do feel that I'm unique. You know, I'm different. You know, not a lot of girls like classic rock. Not a lot of girls know, you know, tons about sports, so much about sports. I love pageants, which is so weird to be such a tomboy at a young age, loving sports, wanting to play football, but also getting dolled up and competing in pageants. It's been, it's just weird. You know, I love makeup. I love Disney. And it didn't all start that way. You know, when I was younger, I was a tomboy. I wanted to play in the mud. I loved four-wheelers, ATVs. I just wanted to get out there and do fun stuff. My favorite colors were like lime green. I didn't like pink and purples. But as I grew up, you know, I I just grew into being a not a girl, but I grew into loving makeup and loving pageants and things that kind of define be what like feminine is kind is kind of you know this is a podcast for (laughs) y'all you all so I'm just excited to finally be doing it I've been talking about this for a long time about I'm gonna make a podcast I'm gonna do it and then I never do it you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna buy a microphone I'm gonna you know come up with content and I'm gonna publish it but I actually feel like this time I'm doing it you know, I'm actually recording something. I purchased uh, this mic on Amazon, and although I got the free shipping because your girl is cheap and broke, you know, that college debt ain't going to pay itself. <laughs> it, Amazon somehow miraculously shipped it to me in like two days, and I promise you I don't have Prime. I was expecting it on Sunday, and I'm thinking Amazon just knows that I really need to start up this podcast. And they're just saying, here is our gift to you. Here is this microphone in two days. Here is our blessing. You have our permission. Start recording your content. And that's what I'm doing now. So this is just hard for me because when I was, you know, on a radio show, I would talk about a certain segment and then I would play music. So it's kind of hard to to be able to podcast for such a long time. I honestly don't know how people talk for this long. I mean, I love to talk, but this is a long time. And 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 by yourself, how do people do it? I mean, I am going to have guests on. I'm I'm thinking about having like my family on first just to kind of talk about their life and and how it's influenced me and how it influences other people. And then I might have some other special guests depending on what y'all would really want to hear. You know what y'all would really like. So I think with this first episode since 4th of July is so close. It's right this weekend. I I have a list of things that are obviously like COVID, (laughs) coronavirus modified. But here's a list of things, uh, of nine things that you can do during this time for the 4th of July to celebrate with your friends and your family. Number one, host a gathering. You know, whether it's just your family or your friends having a barbecue, 
hosting a pool party, maybe a crab boil, or even a potluck where you have friends come in and bring their own dishes. It's going to give you the chance to host as well as see your friends that you haven't seen in a long time. Of course, make sure with the CDC guidelines, you're obviously having parties that are a little like 12 people max, I think is the recommendation. Bring masks, hand sanitizer, you're, you're, you know, uh, washing your hands multiple times throughout the day for more than 20 seconds, people. Okay, we are here. We are watching you. But that's the number one thing. Number two, road trip. And I know this sounds weird. I know this is like, Darlene, what? Road trip? Like, what are you talking about? We can't go on a road trip across country during coronavirus. No. Road trip to your favorite ice cream stand, to your favorite local boutique, to your favorite antique mall, and take the person that means the most to you, whether it's your mom. My mom and I love going to Goodwill. We love going to antique malls and just finding things that would make our home a little more spectacular or a craft or some type of item that we've been looking for for a long time. Maybe it's just going to your local stores. You know, during this pandemic, we have to support them. And if it's just taking a little road trip to that favorite store of yours, buying something from them to support them. Yeah, maybe it's not a big road trip. Maybe that's a little misleading. But anyway, either way, excuse me, you're going to be able to get out there, enjoy being spending time with your loved one, and as well as supporting your local stores. Item number three, movie marathon. Since it's 4th of July, I wrote up a small list of movies that you, I'm sure, will enjoy during this time that kind of relate to 4th of July. Number one is Hamilton. Come on. Streaming on Disney Plus, July 3rd. I am so excited. I love musicals, and I cannot wait to see what all this hype has been about. I have never been able to see Hamilton, and now I get to see the original cast displayed before me through Disney Plus. Come on now. That's perfect, especially for the July. You know they were thinking, right? You know. That's exactly why they're about to publish it on July 3rd. Number one. Number two, Independence Day. I'm not talking about the 2013 Ratchet remake. I'm talking about the 1996 OG. Come on now. Independence Day. That's perfect. Number three, Captain America. (laughs) I mean, if that's not any more perfect, action, superhero. It's in the name Captain America, the first soldier. Come on, the first Avenger. Watch it. It'll be spectacular. The next, Top Gun. Come on. Top Gun, Tom Cruise. What's more American? You fighting for the military. Come on. And they're releasing Top Gun sequel, Top Gun 2. So that'll be a great way for you to refresh your memory in preparation for Top Gun 2. Banded Brothers. Now, this one might not be as popular because... It's very gory. It's kind of action-packed, but it's a recap of World War II, and my brother used to make me watch it all the time. might not be family-friendly, but if you love World War II and you love, like, you know, passion for our history, that's a good movie marathon for you. It's like eight movies, so it'll be perfect. Next, The Sandlot. I know people are missing their sports, but what's more American than baseball and a bunch of kids getting together to play it? Exactly. The Sandlot. Perfect for you. The next one, Forrest Gump. One of my favorite movies about a man who lives in the South, (laughs) who experiences literally everything in American history. I know it's impossible, but Forrest Gump did it. I mean, he can do it, and he did it. (laughs) 
Don't take me too literally, but I'm not just saying Forrest Gump because I love it, and it was filmed in Savannah, Georgia. I love the movie, and it's a great way to kind of recap history in a very comedic way. Last but certainly not least, National Treasure. Obviously, with Nicolas Cage, come on. Great adventure, just crazy movie, and it will give you a little bit of history since he uses, I think, like the Declaration of Independence, or maybe it's the Constitution. I can't remember. One of those very important documents he breaks in, he uses it to find this very specific treasure. I'm not going to ruin the plot for you, but that's my last recommendation. Number four is go to the beach, and maybe... You're thinking, darling, I can't go to Florida. The coronavirus is spiking yet again in that state. Why should you suggest me go to the beach? Because really and truly, you can make a beach in your backyard, a beach or really a water park, something that you're going to enjoy. Get you a little kiddie pool. If you don't have a pool, get you a little kiddie pool. Fill it with water, maybe some sand, some little shells. Make you feel like you're at the beach and enjoy the sun. Enjoy the pool party. Enjoy your little tropical paradise, your little peace your little patch of the beach, as well as the fact that you can literally make a water park in your backyard. You get some, (laughs) you get a large tarp, put some soap on it, fill that sucker with water, put it on a hill, and you got a water slide. (laughs) Get your little, uh, a little sprinkler system that shoots water in the air. Your kids, your family's going to love it. It's really about how you can get creative during these times of crisis, this pandemic, to stay home and enjoy spending time with your family. Number five, treat yourself. And I'm going to say it again, treat yourself. Do it however you please. I mean, I know treat yourself kind of encompasses a lot of the things that I've already mentioned, but maybe you need a spa day. Maybe you need to dry yourself a bath, put some bath bombs in there, and really enjoy yourself. Give yourself a mini facial, little spa day. Go buy you a face mask, go get your toenails done, get your fingernails done. You got to treat yourself, but maybe treat yourself looks like going shopping. Do it with a mask. (laughs) Go to TJ Maxx. Make sure you're wearing the proper face covering. Make sure you're wearing, obviously be safe and take precautions, but treat yourself, whether that's going out and doing some small things or just staying in for a spa day. Number six is rewatch some sports games. You know, for me, I would watch the Rose Bowl, Georgia versus Oklahoma all day. I was actually there. I think it was like like three years ago, two years ago. I actually went there, but I've missed sports. I know everybody does. The MLB is coming back here shortly, but I can't wait. Find the greatest game for your team and rewatch it. If you're like me and love the Falcons, it might be from like the 80s when they were actually good. But find that game and and rekindle that love for sports and look at it from a different angle since we do miss sports so much and it's been so long since we've actually seen a live football, baseball, basketball, volleyball, any type of game. Number seven is create something. Make a craft with your kids, whether that's like at your pool party. I know when I was younger, we had a a birthday pool party and it was beach themed. So we created these little like take homes where you took put a jar, a little bit of sand and some shells and you just decorated the outside of the jar. Be creative. Make crafts like that while you're sitting at home doing nothing. Get your glue, get you some some other, you know, items and create slime. I know your kids, your family is really going to love that, to be able to create something while you're at home. Maybe it's creating food. I know number number eight is actually baking 
and cooking. It's small things like creating a popsicle, making ice cream using like the old fashioned way where you put the ice cream in a Ziploc bag, put the ice and the the salt to bring the, the freezing point temperature down. Do that to make ice cream and shake it about. They'll be so excited because they're learning about science as well as enjoying a treat after they make it. And last but certainly not least, obviously enjoy safe and responsible fireworks. And what I mean by this is I grew up in a town that's very military-based. It's an Air Force-based town in the middle of Georgia. And obviously, as somebody who grew up there, I was always very self-aware and conscious of other veterans in the town because a lot of people retire in Warner Robins. A lot of people do their military career for multiple years, and then they retire in Warner Robins. So make sure your neighbors are aware, hey, just give them a heads up. Hey, we're going to be shooting fireworks off at this time. Not only can you invite them, but you can give them a heads up, especially if they potentially suffer from PTSD. It's just kind. It's extremely important for people that are suffering from PTSD that do not, you know, want to put it out there to just be able to go up to them and say, hey, look, I don't know if you're aware we're going to be shooting off our fireworks at this time. You're welcome to come over or it's just a heads up. As well as do it responsibly. All had some fun shooting rockets at other people, inflicting pain among others. But make sure you are so responsible during this July 4th. You don't want to have any type of injuries or really think and remember July 4th for a negative because you blew your hand off or burned yourself or anything. Make sure you're responsible and very, very safe during July 4th but also enjoy the fireworks because fireworks are fun. That is my list of nine things that you can do during this kind of modified July 4th due to coronavirus. But my next thing, my next kind of segment is a question. And it's a question that I actually have gotten in pageants. It's so weird. Is would our founding fathers be proud of the state of the country today? You know, if they could come to 2020, Would they be satisfied? Would they be happy? It's really hard. It's hard to answer that question. Hard in the sense of, I think they'd be kind of 50-50. They'd be so proud. Our nation still employs freedom of speech, freedom of, you know, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're searching for equality every single day and making sure that we can live in prosperity. I think those are the main themes of why they would be happy. And in fact... I have some quotes from them back in the day of what they had said, and I really find them extremely relatable today. For example, we must be unanimous. There must be no pulling different ways. We must hang together. And that was by John Hancock. The next one is going to be, you will never know how much it has cost my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you'll make good use of it. That was by John Adams, one of our founding fathers. I mean, It's so important that we are always striving for freedom, striving for equality, and making sure that if we see inequality, we're speaking out against it. I mean, there are other countries in the world that don't have the same freedoms as we do, that can't even get on their computer and create a podcast and express their opinions. This is the ultimate form of freedom of speech, and we have to utilize it. I think this one quote in and of itself is so applicable to today. The last one I have is the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And that was by Thomas Jefferson. I mean, these quotes literally give me chill bumps because they were written years ago, yet can still be applied to every single, you know, riot, every single protest that we see in this era today. 
So I leave you with this question of, in, in your own opinion, do you think the founding fathers, if they saw America today, would be proud? Do you think they'd be happy with how we've turned out, for lack of better terminology? So yeah, I just thank you so much for listening to this first episode of Oh My Darlin. I'm so excited for what this podcast has to offer all of my all of my people out there that are <laughs> hopefully listening to this. But yeah, I, if you want to check out my Instagram, it's at ohmy.darlin. Yeah, for some reason, somebody already had Oh My Darlin, so I had to put a period in between Oh My and Darlin. I also have a website. If you want to check me out, it's at darlindavis.com, and I have a little podcast website, so I'll be publishing my content there as well as on Apple and Spotify. If you could, if you've made it this far, give my uh, podcast, just subscribe to it, and it would really help me out a lot, and I would really appreciate it, but y'all have a wonderful rest of your day, and thank you for listening. 